Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Are you seeking the right tools to shine in today's competitive job landscape? Join us for an enlightening journey of professional growth and success with our dynamic 2MFM radio series, Career Catalyst, Landing Your Job, proudly supported by the New South Wales Government. Every week we'll bring you expert insights and practical tips that will empower you to conquer the job market and secure that dream position you've always aspired to. From crafting standout resumes to acing interviews and fostering a positive workplace environment, our series covers it all. Whether you're a seasoned professional looking to climb the ladder or a recent graduate embarking on your career path, Career Catalyst is your go-to resource for improving your skills and landing that desired job offer. Career Catalyst, landing your job. Your journey to professional success begins here. Well, there's no doubt that community broadcasting plays a critical role in nurturing diverse voices. And when it comes to women, the importance of training and volunteering cannot be emphasised enough. These elements play an essential role in breaking down barriers and providing women with the necessary tools to thrive in this sector. In this interview today, we delve into the world of community broadcasting and how training and volunteering initiatives have been instrumental in empowering women within this dynamic landscape. Our guest, Jason Villelli, brings a wealth of knowledge as the National Training Manager of CMTO, which is the Community Media Training Organisation. He will shed light on the multitude of ways that these opportunities have really contributed to the personal and professional growth of women fostering skill development and paving the way for leadership roles. Throughout the conversation today, we will explore how training enriches the capabilities of women within community broadcasting. So I'd like to welcome Jason to the program. Thank you for joining us on Tour FM, Jason. Thanks, Nadia. Thanks so much for the opportunity. So how would you describe the significance of training and volunteering within the community broadcasting sector, specifically for women? Why are these elements regarded as essential? Yeah, I think they both go hand in hand. I mean, I think it's a great thing that people put their hand up initially to volunteer in community radio. Most people are doing it just purely for the love, purely for the satisfaction or giving back to their own community, but I think uh, to then take that at the next level up and say, let's give you some some training so you can improve uh, those skills to help you better equipped to be a broadcaster or to be contributing in some other manner within the community uh, broadcasting sector is really, really important. And if we certainly amplify that as far as, as women are concerned, let them know that it is uh, a safe space for them to, to broadcast in let them know that we do obviously uh, respect and, and welcome them into, uh, into the community media sector. I think that's a, a really important thing to do and that's something that we've, we've done quite a lot of at uh, the community media training organisation. Uh, we're actually set up in such a manner where uh, we you know, basically put it as a, a priority uh, in allocating training places to, to women. We also have certain training programs which are specifically targeted as women as well and as a result of, of doing that, that's not only increased the, uh, the number of women that are 
participating within the sector, but obviously those that are engaging in training as well. Absolutely. So the CMTO greatly facilitates and supports training opportunities for volunteers. And you mentioned briefly that there are a range of uh, specific programs or initiatives aimed at enhancing volunteer skills. When we talk about the skills and capabilities of women in community broadcasting, what kind of skills does training enhance? How does it empower women to pursue leadership roles? Yeah, I think it all comes down to the initial motivation and everybody's motivation is different to coming into community radio. Obviously, there are a lot of us and myself included, I think back to my initial journey into community radio, it was all about having your own radio program, speaking to your, your community of interest. And then as you start to get a little bit more involved, you start to realise, well, hey, maybe there's some skills from outside of community radio through either my uh, professional career or other interests that I can, can bring to the fold there as well. And I think irrespective of gender, um, that those sorts of you know, stories are, are, are very common within the sector. So it's really about harnessing uh, that interest and that level of interest and really you know, um, empowering people to, to take on those leadership roles. So we have a lot of people who come into community radio may have those aspirations and they just need that little bit more of bit of encouragement to say yeah go for it you know it's a it's an open space it's a it's a a, a space that's um certainly you know welcoming to to all and certainly part of the charter of community radio that we do that and the missing part has always been uh, the um the skills side of things so there are some stations that are very good at providing uh induction training and mentoring and and so forth along the way and there are other stations where they either don't have those formal processes in place or they don't have the capacity to do that. And that's where the CMPO can certainly step in with the, um, with the, the training programs that we offer, many of which are, are certainly in that leadership space. And that's a great thing about, uh, you know, the community broadcasting sector is that it does welcome a variety of skill sets. It's not something that is specific. And when you do enter that space, there is opportunity to grow and thrive through volunteering and through those training opportunities. And there has been a particular focus on increasing the rate of women within this space and their participation in community broadcasting. What has been the trend in the rate of women volunteers or participants in training programs within the community broadcasting sector over the past few years? Have you seen any noticeable changes or improvements? Yeah, absolutely. I think definitely in those target areas that we've been sort of focusing on, which has been uh, with in uh, the ethnic broadcaster side of things as well as in leadership, that's certainly where we've been targeting a lot of our um, training uh, that's specifically to women. But I think just in our, our general courses, you know, where, as I said uh, earlier, we de- definitely do put a, a priority on uh, on an accepting enrolments from uh, from, from women into those uh, courses, um, we, we're starting to see you know, definitely a, a, an uplift in, in, in a real sort of gender split between those courses. Um, the next phase of that is to, um, on the on the broadcast technologist side, which I guess traditionally has always been uh, an area that has been very male-dominated, and there's obviously a lot of you know, equally qualified and equally interested women who want to get into that space. So... That's another thing that we're going to do along the same sort of lines is actually make those opportunities available uh, to women, provide that safe space for them you know, to uh, 
to embark on on the, the skills building in, in the broadcast technologist area, mindful that, um, again, irrespective of, of gender, it's a, a, a gap that we've seen uh, within the community media sector. So have you observed any differences in the types of training programs or volunteering roles that women tend to pursue compared to their male counterparts? Of course, the CMTO does ensure a diverse range of opportunities for women. And you mentioned there's been quite a recent, uh, an increase in interest within the broadcasting space, particularly, whereas we know it's predominantly male dominated. So what can you tell us about that? Yeah, I think it's definitely on the technology side of things. And this is something that we started to see fairly early in the piece when we initially started putting on our non-accredited courses in the technology space, which are essentially one or two day sessions where participants come along and learn to understand you know, the, the, the technological aspects of a radio station, like how does you know, a piece of audio get from one piece of equipment through to another. And we sort of started to notice that, okay, yeah, Again, uh, whilst this had always been uh, a fairly male-dominated uh, area, there'd certainly been a lot of interest from, from women uh, in, in that particular space. So that's what's then led us to say, okay, let's put on some, some courses you know, that are specifically targeted at, at women in, in, in that particular space. Yeah? Um, the leadership side of things as well, I think there's always been, across the community media sector, a, a good split certainly at a station manager type level with regards uh, to those uh, women that are, uh, are taking on those sorts of roles. At, at the board level, it, it tends to vary uh, between us, the, the individual sectors within the community media sector. But again, I think it's just more about amplifying and, and, and welcoming um, um, women in, into that particular space, you know, letting them know that the, the trainings are available for them. And then when you put on... Uh, training courses that are specifically targeted at women, uh, yeah, you 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 generally uh, achieve the uh, the desired result there. So I guess yeah, in summary, there, Nadia, it's yeah, def- definitely in the in the technology spaces where we've really sort of started to see a little bit more of that that uplift, yeah, closely followed by the the leadership side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see that within our uh, radio organisation that there has been uh, an increase in interest within the technical space. And so it's really important to empower women uh, within that technological and IT space, um, not just other roles within the radio station, but also empower them to make decisions within that within that space. But, you know, what can you tell us from your experience, you know, about you know, any particular success stories of women who have utilised training and volunteering opportunities in broadcasting to to advance their career, to achieve those leadership positions within the broadcasting sector and beyond? Yeah, yeah, and there's been plenty of examples of that, um, certainly across the, the time that this organisation has, has been set up. So there's been many of our, our graduates who, like many in community media, have sort of started off um, their post their tertiary studies, have then come to the CMTO whilst they're volunteering and working in community radio, uh, to then you know lift up those skills and then gone on to work in in either commercial radio or in the the likes of the government sector such as the, as the ABC and, and SBS. And and the good thing about that is that a lot of them having come through community radio. Um, have then wanted to give back post that time, so not just go on over there and and and, and taken a, a role there, but continue to have some involvement in the 
in the community media sector and, and many of those people are still now with us in, in varying capacities. So they're either still volunteering where they're available uh, at that community radio station that they first used to um, be part of or they've come through us here at the, at the CMTO and, and are providing either mentoring or uh, guest presenter opportunities. So it's re- really great when those people can come back and actually talk about their journey uh, in, into uh, professional uh, broadcasting as well and, and then simply come on to be part of our, our, our pool of trainers. There was recently a, a body of work done by uh, a number of academics from a few universities right around Australia as well uh, as part of what we call a, a graduate destination survey where we actually went out and surveyed a lot of our, our past graduates in terms of asking them the questions, you know, where did training within the community media sector uh, take you um, from, from there? And, uh, yeah, some really interesting research came out of that, which has now been uh, published online as well. So there's a real myriad of, of stories and success stories of, of people that have yeah, been able to take the training and the experience, uh, which is probably the most important part in, in community radio, to build upon that into um, not only uh, those areas that I already outlined, but certainly other areas within the creative industries or, or beyond. It's sort of, it, it shouldn't be um, understated. Uh, you know, yep. the skills that can be uh, acquired within community radio can be applied in so many aspects of uh, people's uh, individual um, areas of employment, irrespective of, of uh, whether that's within or outside the broadcasting industry. That's right. And you can see from the examples that you gave that those real life stories really demonstrate how women have grown both professionally and personally through training and volunteering, truly leading to career advancements and self-empowerments. And and really from your observations and experience, you know, you really provided those solid concrete examples of how training and volunteering have brought about positive transformations to the lives of women within the the community broadcasting sector and beyond. And I can speak for myself. I started as a volunteer within the radio station and I have grown from strength to strength. And it's not only through training, but it's also through volunteering and your experience. And I can say that the skills and the knowledge that I've acquired within the radio station, I haven't acquired at university or even at school. So I believe it's 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 a great institution um, of growing and learning and really improving your self-confidence. And there are many people who have started as volunteers here who had self-esteem and self-confidence issues and they weren't quite social people but they have really learnt to get out of their shell and really interact and network with other people. And that's a skill set that I find very valuable in you know, your personal and professional life. So it's really important to, to really highlight that. There are also, um, Jason, some people who, I guess, within minority communities, uh, marginalised communities, for those who don't speak English properly, are there any kind of training and volunteering programs that are specifically tailored to meet the specific needs of women from those diverse backgrounds or marginalised communities? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And we did uh, a series of, of workshops in Melbourne not too uh, long ago, actually, which uh, we collectively referred to as our African Mamas group. So it was a group of uh, women that had come from the African uh, continent 
this was a, a cohort that had been uh, arranged through the uh, NENDC, so the National Ethnic and Multicultural Broadcasting uh, Corporation, where brought together a number of women. Many of them had been newly migrated to Australia, many of them uh, with very limited English skills, but all very curious about the storytelling process. And I guess the storytelling process and community radio are very heavily linked. So uh, there are a lot of programs within community radio which are about, as you say, minority groups, you know, bringing their own storytelling to the airwaves to be able to get their individual stories out. And obviously there's no better person to, to tell those stories than, than they are. And these workshops were really about giving uh, these participants, who were all women, uh, the skills, the necessary skills to be able to say, okay, you've got these stories, let's put them into a format, into a style you know, which works within uh, the, the, um, the, the, the sphere of broadcasting and put that out in such a way that it's going to actually appeal to a wider audience to get your stories told. And uh, yeah, there was a, a great success rate uh, with that. All of the participants, uh, as I say, many of them you know, newly arrived in Australia, having to come along to uh, a class, many of them uh, young women with young young children as well who might have even had to bring their toddlers with them to the to the classes as well, but they made the effort, they came along and they got through that program and came out the other end uh, with those skills and, uh, and, and some content which is able to be broadcast for them to be able to, to tell their stories. So does the CMTO, I guess, monitor and evaluate the impact of training and volunteering initiatives um, on the lives of women in the community broadcasting sector, primarily through surveys? You know, what kind of success metrics or indicators are used to assess the effectiveness of these programs? Yeah, well, and this is something that we have to do um, from a legislative perspective, because uh, obviously we are a, a registered training organisation. So when our um, charter, our, our whole operating model is based on on the feedback of our, our courses. So uh, there's essentially three forms of, of feedback that we get uh, through our course delivery. First and foremost, from the actual participants. So we survey them mid-course and at the end of the course to find out um, varying things in terms of, you know, was the, the course material appropriate for them? Yeah, did, did they get some benefit out of uh, that um, attending that course uh, and, and, and beyond. Similarly, from uh, from the trainer who we're in contact with throughout the course delivery uh, to address any problems that they might be having with the training and then similarly get their feedback. And then we also do what's called a, an employer survey. So that's a little bit of a tricky one in community radio given that not everybody is gainfully employed, but we treat volunteers as uh, em employees from that perspective as well. So that would be a, a survey which would be done at the at the station manager level. So uh, if the individual was uh, attending training on, on behalf of the station, you know, what, what is it that their, their skills that they've undertaken have uh, provided back to the station holistically? Yeah, what is it that they've seen in that individual beyond that training in terms of, you know, what's what's been what's been the uh, the up if what what have they actually seen tangibly in terms of the improvement on, on the skill levels? And when analysing those results, what are some of the, I guess, specific challenges that women might commonly face when engaging in training or volunteering in this sector? And how does, you know, CMTO address those challenges? Yeah, I think it's all about making training uh, bespoke, really. So 
if one thing that COVID taught us was the ability to be able to make training available, I guess, uh, more accessibly. So um, whilst there was quite a large effort to move away from what had largely been a, uh, a model of face-to-face delivery to moving to uh, online, we can now certainly see the benefits of having a real mixture of both. Uh, and that way it allows people who may have a lot of time challenges, um, the inability to get from, from place to place, yeah, they can join the, the sessions online, but similarly still keeping a, a portion of the course in a face-to-face mode because we realise that there are some aspects of our training which are very practical in, in nature and a little bit difficult to be able to do uh, that in an online place. But we also see the other extra sort of added benefits of bringing people together in a face-to-face environment, people who may not have ever met each other uh, face-to-face previously uh, can share their own experiences and and, and journeys along the way and and essentially work together in a a team perspective. And that's certainly a a really important skill, not not only in community radio, but but essentially in, in any industry to be able to work together with other like-minded people with a uh, with the same um, intended outcome. Absolutely. I mean, especially for working mothers, it's really important to offer that uh, opportunity for flexible uh, arrangements. And so when you have the online component, online opportunities as well facilitate that for women. So it's great to see that there is a mix of both. And of course, those face-to-face networking opportunities really uh, go hand in hand with improving the skill set for women. So looking ahead, what are the plans or goals of the CMTO to further support and empower women through training and volunteering in the community broadcasting sector? Yeah, I think it's really about continuing to do what what we do. Um, as I said earlier, our, our next part of that journey is certainly in the broadcast technology space, just because of the fact that we realise that there is a need to build a succession plan. There are many of our broadcast techs in the industry that are now reaching retirement age. So here's an opportunity to tap into their knowledge, uh, empower other people, especially women, because again, as I said earlier on, that's uh, generally been a very heavily male-dominated part of the sector, and there's no reason why that shouldn't be uh, that that way, because we certainly have had a, a level of interest from um, from women that want to get into the, the technological space. And I guess it's just always just keeping ahead of things. So one thing that we've been very good at is determining trends, yeah, working off that feedback and so forth, and actually developing courses uh, you know as the need uh, arises and sometimes even even beforehand yeah, to make sure that you know our course uh, delivery and, and development is you know, reflective of the industry in, in, in which we're operating in we're also you know investing heavily at the moment into the fundraising and sponsorship sort of space as well so uh, a, a, again there'll be a, a focus on, on on women for, for that as well um, because we realize that that's a part of the of the sector uh, that that we really need to you know, invest in, uh, in, in, or, in order to uh, in, ensure it's uh, it's ongoing survival. It, it's it, it's certainly going to be uh, very critical to keep stations um, going uh, if they have the ability to to fundraise and and raise sponsorship at the station level to fund their ongoing operations. 
Fantastic. Jason Vallely, the National Training Manager of CMTO, thank you incredibly for your time, expertise and dedication to making a difference in the lives of women through training and volunteering. And we look forward to uh, witnessing the continued impact of your endeavours in the years to come. Thanks, Nadia. Thanks so much. Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Are you seeking the right tools to shine in today's competitive job landscape? Join us for an enlightening journey of professional growth and success with our dynamic 2MFM radio series, Career Catalyst, Landing Your Job, proudly supported by the New South Wales Government. Every week we'll bring you expert insights and practical tips that will empower you to conquer the job market and secure that dream position you've always aspired to. From crafting standout resumes to acing interviews and fostering a positive workplace environment, our series covers it all. Whether you're a seasoned professional looking to climb the ladder or a recent graduate embarking on your career path, Career Catalyst is your go-to resource for improving your skills and landing that desired job offer. Career Catalyst, landing your job. Your journey to professional success begins here.